the Messy Backend, where experts share customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on behind the beautifully branded front end of entrepreneurship. This is where most businesses fail, so we're here to help you save time, make money, and succeed. And now your host of The Messy Backend, Sheila J. Davis and Nate Tucker. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you all so much. We have a wonderful show for you today. As Malcolm Forbes once said, never hire someone who knows less than you do about what he's hired to do. On our expert segment today, we're going to be talking to Ryan Kohler. When it comes to hiring, Ryan really knows his stuff. He's the founder and CEO of Applicant Pro, a hiring software company. Ryan and his team have grown the small startup into a leading provider of hiring software for over 6,000 companies around the nation. His mission is to help HR teams improve their hiring results. That's amazing. So today you'll hear real questions and stories from real entrepreneurs with real messy backends. Our expert will share their experience, expertise, and the tools that they suggest to get it all cleaned up. And if you're an entrepreneur with a messy back end and you would like to submit your question or story, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. Would you like to have either myself or Nate speak at your next event or on your podcast? Visit us at themessybackend.com slash speaking to send us your event details. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast by heading on over to themessybackend.com slash subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And check us out on Facebook to see video of our recordings. If you, yep, you, the one listening right now, feel inspired to take our experts' advice and you would like to share what suggestions you used in your business, please let us know about your progress. The key to making this podcast really work is to hear about the results of the suggestion. This allows us to be able to learn not just from one expert's point of view, but from the execution of the suggestions provided. Give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit The Messy Backend. One of the biggest software issues that online businesses have is their shopping cart. Head on over to themessybackend.com forward slash cart for more details about ThriveCart, the number one cart software that grows your income from existing traffic. And it pays for itself many times over with high converting checkout pages, upsells, and affiliate campaigns. Watch the video for how simple this cart solution is at themessybackend.com forward slash cart. Are you ready to put your business on autopilot and actually actually live your life? At Lock and Load Marketing, we simply offer the best strategies and solutions. We will build it out with you and manage it for you. If it tires you out, hire it out at Lock and Load Marketing. On to our expert, Ryan Kohler. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. Hey, Ryan, thank you so much. We're excited to have you here at the Messy Back End today. Uh, Ryan actually used to be my neighbor. We had, we shared backyards, so we, you know, kind of jokingly shared a little bit of the Messy Back End there, but um, I, when, I remember when Ryan first started and I really have lo- loved Ryan's passion and watched him grow. And so I'm excited to have you talk to us today about the bootstrap hiring. I think just about every single person who listens to this podcast is in that situation. So this is just awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've, I, I mean, I've not just helped a lot of companies with it. I went through the same thing, right? I'm bootstrapped for, gosh, we started almost, I, I quit my job, I think 18 years ago and got into web marketing. Um, and started this company almost 15, so 14 years ago with, with the money in my pocket and a part-time 
mom who was a programmer for me. And so that you really, you know, you kind of have this interesting uh, progression as an entrepreneur, as you go from, you know, I'm, I basically replaced my job to now I'm doing the work alone to now I've got to scale to now I've got to trust people and be able to hire people I can trust that I have to be able to start getting out of my own way. That there's some interesting transitions that most, it's not the strength of the average entrepreneur. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, you, you just gave the exact progression of it to I'm, I am myself, to I need to hire somebody. And when it's just you and one other person, there's not as much trust that has to go in it to it. But the more people you hire, the more trust you have need to have. And the more you have to rely on other people and train them and all of the elements that go for it in between. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it doesn't, you know, I, I think that there's this fallacy. I was listening to a podcast about the other day. There's this fallacy that, at some point, we'll get to a point where things will get easier. And you can say that with your life. You're like, man, when my kids get older, things will get easier. When they're not in diapers anymore, things will get easier. When I retire, if I could just save up enough money to retire, then things will get easier, right? If, if I had a million dollars in sales, if we were profitable, if blah, 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 blah. Like, things never get easier. If you're successful, if you're successful and you're growing, things will never get easier. The, there's a, I think it's a Puff Daddy and, and Biggie Small song that says, more money, more problems, right? The bigger you get, the more problems you'll have. The more successful you are, the more problems you'll have. The problems actually never go away. What, what does, as an entrepreneur, the problems continue to get bigger. What happens is we get better at dealing with bigger and bigger problems. Right. That's really what has to evolve is our ability to get better at dealing with those problems. And a lot of those problems are internal. A lot of those problems are, I'm the person, I'm the one with all the knowledge, I'm the one doing all the work. I have ego around that. Now, as we start growing, I have to be able to be humble about it and release and trust, create process, trust other people's opinions, elevate them and, and mentor them. And, and there's a progression that has to happen where you go from being the doer to where people help you do to where you help other people do to where, you know, you, you have to run through that progression, but it, it's very difficult. It's, and it never goes away. I mean, we're, we progressed in 13 years to, I think I'm like three businesses and like 140 employees right now. And it's still every day is a new problem and it's bigger than yesterday's problem. And they might seem the same, but the, the approach to solve them changes and evolves. It doesn't get easier. Right. No, I, I love what you're saying there. Cause it is, it's as you grow, you're going to have to have more challenges. If you look at like a prime example that I'm thinking of right now is kind of like school. Most of us went through kindergarten through high school and as a kindergartner, you're like, oh, it would be, this homework would be so much easier if I knew math better, if I knew science, or if I knew how to write. But I was saying the same thing in, then in junior high, and then the same right. thing in high school. When I was taking, you know, calculus and differential equations, I wasn't like, oh, this is easy because I'm no longer in kindergarten. No, it was still hard. It was just a different type of hard, but it's because I yeah. had grown and I'd put in the hard work of doing the homework um, but it's like what you said, the, if you put in the systems and you put in the process, being able to overcome those problems end up being easier, you know, knowing, sure. oh, hey, I might need to stay after school and talk to a teacher, or I might need to hire a tutor, or I might need to go do this. That became easier knowing what I could or couldn't do on my own. So the question is, how do we figure that out in business when we're running our business and we're growing? How do we figure out, okay, we need to start hiring people. We need to bring this on. So a question to ask you when, when people are ready and they go, okay, I think I'm ready to hire. I think I'm ready to start bringing on more people. 
am I ready for that? I'm sure you get that question a lot or who do I need to hire? Uh, what is the budget for that? Like, what are, what are some questions that our listeners should be asking ourselves themselves right now? Sure. I mean, from a, from a, am I ready to hire anytime? I, I'm trying to remember what the percentage is. Anytime a percentage of your activity, I believe it's any one thing becomes more than, I think it's 20 or 30% of what you do. It's time to hire somebody. So if 30% of what I'm doing is sales then it's time for me to hire a salesperson at the end of the day, what has to happen is that if you look at success and how to be successful and you look at how, whether this is personal success in trying to, uh, you know, become wealthy or whether this is business success and trying to grow it where we tend to make a lot of mistakes is we focus on the cost. We focus on the budget. You will never get rich pinching pennies. Like if you make 50 grand a year, it doesn't matter how good you are at budgeting. You will never be a millionaire, right? The only thing you can do in our world, we say revenue solves all problems. And that's really what it comes down to is the concept that, you know, do I have the budget or how do I get this done is completely and utterly wrong. You have to figure out how to drive revenue. And so to me, I start from the revenue top down. I'm going to hire people who will help us amplify revenue. And we should do that all the time. We should constantly be hiring to amplify revenue, to increase our revenue, to drive it up because otherwise we're going to starve. We're not going to be able to budget our way out of it. So, I mean, clearly that's number one, right? Like you should be, you should always be looking for somebody to help you move to the next level. And that moving to the next level should be rooted in your business. What is the next problem I have to solve? Yeah, I love that. We actually have been talking about how I hired an accountant actually this morning because my whole thought was I can spend the next three weeks figuring this out. I mean, I know how to do small bookkeeping, but now I'm like looking at chart of accounts and looking into a bigger software and things like that. And I can spend three weeks doing that, or I can hire somebody who can do it in a couple of hours. So you have to weigh that. That's the first cost is like, how much is your time worth and how much can you hire someone to do it? And will it save you time in the end? Sure. I, I think there's a huge ego behind that too. Like, um, we as, as entrepreneurs believe we can do everything and we can. So just understand when you hand something off, it's not because you can't do it. It's because you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do that. As, as an entrepreneur, most likely I'm the one with the most passion, with the biggest vision, who can explain our problem the best and can explain our product the best, which means I should not be doing accounting. I, I just should not. I should not be doing accounting. I should not be picking up the mail. I should not be shipping crap out. I should not be doing those things, not because I can't, and not because it's beneath me, which is always hard for me because I'm like, I'm the, the leader in the trench, right? I'm the guy in the trench with the shovel, right? But because it will harm our business. And, and the other way to look at it is because I could give that opportunity to somebody who doesn't have an opportunity. And maybe that'll make you feel better about it. But right. every time we do something that is not about vision, not about marketing, not about our offering, not about revenue, um, and we waste our time on something that isn't pointed at that, um, Yes, it, it requires some trust. If I hand off accounting, then I will spend that extra hour doing sales and it will more than pay for the accounting costs. But otherwise, yeah. we're just holding ourselves back. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, um, hiring an accountant was actually fairly easy. I actually went into a Facebook group that I trust and I said, I'm looking for somebody who does this. I laid out my specific requirements because I didn't want just anybody doing it. And like you said, you trust yourself better than you trust anybody else. But when it comes to this particular program, I have to trust somebody who knows better than me. So I listed that out and I said, but I want someone who has references and this and that and the other. 
and I got some really good candidates. But I don't know what you do. I know that um, you and I have actually talked about this a little bit in the past, but what is your process um, and what should our entrepreneurs be looking at for a process? Because not everybody can just go into a group and ask because you never know really what you're going to get. So, so yeah, I think there's a handful of things to set the stage right off the bat because we, we tend to look at hiring and say, I've never hired before. I don't know what I'm doing. And so you go out and you look at Indeed, you look at what other people do and you say, well, I want to be like Google. And so you look at what Google's doing. Okay, that's wrong. You, you, should never, you should never copy somebody or take advice from somebody who hasn't done what you're trying to do. And Google right now today is not trying to hire as a two-person organization. They're not trying to do that. They are, just think about the story of David and Goliath. It's really, really simple. David won because he wasn't Goliath, because he didn't fight the battle like Goliath. He changed the playing field to where his strengths were, right? But, but effectively, what most employers do, the startup guys, is they go out and they go, well, I wonder what my big competitor's doing. I'll go copy their ad and I'll do what they're doing. That's basically would be akin to David walking out, getting a shield and a sword like Goliath and going toe to toe. He's not going to lose. That, that plays to all of his weaknesses. And it really comes down to we believe that strengths are strengths and weaknesses are weaknesses. And that's completely wrong. Every strength has embedded a weakness and every weakness has embedded a strength. And so if you look at that and you, that's, but you have to nail that down right up front that says, I need to do what I need to do based on my needs and what I'm trying to accomplish. So talking to people about their best practice and looking at what they're doing is, is important, but you can't copy somebody who's doing something that you're not doing. You can't copy a venture funded company when you're bootstrapping. You're going to go out and hire some VP with, with experience at a big company who spends tons of money on budget and it's going to blow up and fail. And so if, if you want to hire an accountant and you're a small guy with no money, then talk to somebody who's been in your shoes and ask them what they did. But don't go out and copy Google and KSL and Facebook and these other big companies because they're not you. So you have to set the stage right there. I think that's number one. And number two is you have to be willing to be wildly pragmatic. There is not a right way to do this. There is a right way to do it today for me. And tomorrow that might change. So kind of what you laid out, I start in the same way. I say, I need a clear vision for what the job is that I need done. This is what I'm trying to, I need somebody to come in and do this bookkeeping for me. It's taking me about X number of hours a week. Um, this, this is why I'm trying. This is what it looks like if it's successful. And this is what it would look like if it's failure. And so you can take five minutes and do that. That's not a job description. This is a job I need done. I need somebody to do this bookkeeping. I need it to be done a certain way. I think it'll take about X amount of hours. And this is what it looks like when it works. This is what it looks like when it fails. Bam. That's how you define it out. And, and you, I would write that down. That actually is the job ad I post, right? I'm not going to copy somebody else's ad. I'm going to use that, right? Um, but at that point, then we can be super pr pragmatic about, well, what are the options to get that done? Because there's a million options to get that done. There's clearly I could hire an employee and that's the go-to for a big company. But for a bootstrap company, my, my first accountant wasn't an employee. They're a contractor. There was somebody who ran a bookkeeping service. And my first support person wasn't an employee. She was a contractor who would work 10, 10 hours a week. And so if we try to force ourselves to fit into the constraint of what's out there, full-time employees who want X amount of money, and we're trying to hire the same people Google's hiring, they're going to want something we can't provide. And so that's why I look at it and say, I'm going to define what I need done, and I'm going to look for my options. And it could be a hire of an employee. It could be a part-timer. It could be a contractor. It could be somebody who wants to start their own business doing bookkeeping and I'm their first customer. It, it could be an agency that does it where it's actually the companies that's already there, but all of those are valid options.
I love it. That, I mean, that thing that laid it out perfectly for what our listeners are going to be looking for. I'm glad to know that I did it the right way. Um, you know, because it, it does pay off in the end when you save yourself some time and some money. And like you said, I can go out and make X number of dollars while she's doing that. So thank you, Ryan. People ask us all the time how they can get their podcast up and running. What we tell them, work with our podcast managers at The Messy Backend and then check out the platform we use for everything else, podserve.fm. They do all the hard work to get you published on many of the major podcast networks, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. After that, they help promote it and make sure it's seen by thousands. Check out their easy four-step process at podserve.fm forward slash messy. Come conquer life's challenges with laughter with our very own Nate Tucker. You can find him on Facebook or Instagram at Nathan Allen Media. Funny guy, photographer, digital marketer, entrepreneur, philanthropist, animal lover, and most importantly, pizza connoisseur. Thank you to our advertisers, podserve.fm, who can help you get your podcast posted and published. Visit them at podserve.fm slash messy. And thank you to ThriveCart, the only shopping cart your business will ever need. Visit them at themessybackend.com forward slash cart. Last but not least, the biggest thank you to our team. We couldn't do it without you. To my co-host Nate Tucker and our production managers and crew. You can find out more about our amazing team at themessybackend.com slash team. Not only that, but our team is ready to help you start and build your podcast today. Visit us at themessybackend.com slash team for details. Woo, well, that's all we have for today's episode of The, 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 the Messy Backend. Join us again next week as our experts share more customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on in the back end of entrepreneurship. Remember, you are not alone. Every business has a messy back end and needs a little attention.